the first foreign language best picture winner in history parasite you turn the light they turned it them. off that was fucked what up. is wrong with you like charlie's there and tom hanks had to say up 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 like to get the lights back on <laughs> it's so embarrassing i really think it shouldn't be this hard to produce a good oscar show but they keep fumbling the bag what it's waiting for you to say something I okay like i always say something first yeah you do that's why i was waiting for you yeah i'm, I'm letting the woman speak wow. letting the woman tread ahead feminism yeah <laughs> how was your thanksgiving my song evening <laughs> oh my god she's puerto really rican good. everybody it's not racist it was really good um we went to your per your recommendation we went to blackwall hitch in alexandria this is oh yeah how was that content how was that because you haven't texted me at all about that i did no you a didn't. little bit you didn't text me about dinner and how how it was Okay, fine. It was really good. We loved it. My mom was like, "Ooh, tell Zach thanks for the recommendation because <laughs> it was so good." They had, um, I liked actually their carving station was great. They had turkey, of course, but they also had ham, beef, and salmon. And their salmon was so good. Oh, how many oh. plates did you get, just in general? Um, I just had two, to be honest. Uh was it yeah. busy? What time of day did you go? It was. It was crazy. We went at three and we oh, had to pretty, wait like early. 10 minutes to get seated, even though we had a reservation. Oh. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm actually kind of jealous because I have fond memories of when mom and I went. Their food is good. Yeah, we were like, yeah. this was kind of a nice way to like a nice thing to do. And we didn't have to cook all day. We didn't have to do dishes afterwards Didn't have to yeah. like host anything. And they have a lot of stuff, at least like when mom and I went to one. Oh, yeah. They had a lot of stuff spread out across the whole restaurant, like multiple tables. Was oh, it, that, it was just was one it? area with the buffet, but they had a lot. Oh. They had a lot of options and their Brussels sprout, sprouts were super good. Ooh. Mm -hmm. It was yummy. And then we just walked around Old Town Alexandria. Me and my brother got ice cream. It was right on the river. It was really nice. It was a pleasant evening. Cute. I'm glad. Mm -hmm. How was your Thanksgiving? I had a pleasant evening. I mean, I was with the Baileys. You know, they know how to cook over there. <laughs> it was very good. Uh, I helped stir the mac and cheese. Wow. What you else did I help with? I helped with other stuff. Well, I made a whole green bean casserole, which turned out really well. Oh, yeah, that's true. And they had never really had it before, and they liked it. So Wait, they haven't had green bean casserole before? Apparently, it's not a black thing. It's a what? white thing. No. That's like my favorite well, Thanksgiving side. Apparently, they claim it's it's not a black thing, but maybe it's just not a Bailey thing. <laughs> I don't know, because I love green bean casserole. Like, I think it's so good. It goes so good with no, the No, thank you. Cheese. Thank you. It's actually mm -hmm. really delicious, but... Yeah, this is a nice. pro green bean casserole podcast. I agree. It, I'm really glad the weather was nice on Thursday because they have a backyard. Yeah. So we could just like play with Sasha outside. It was and a lovely day. They started blasting house music at one point after dinner and then turned to like a <laughs> dance party basically. And then we played Heads Up towards the end of the night, which apparently Nick's mom has never heard of or played. And it's a <laughs> game. Oh, I, I bet that was entertaining. Yeah, Miss Bailey with some what was she drinking i don't know what she was drinking but she was drinking alcohol so mrs bailey with some alcohol in her playing heads up she did not want it to end she was like yelling at her own children saying play this game with me 
<laughs> wow. And I have some hilarious videos from the heads up session. That's what I love about heads up is that it takes videos while you're playing, which oh, is yeah. so clutch because that should be funny as fuck sometimes. It's hilarious. But yeah, it was a lovely Thanksgiving. What? Nothing. Sorry. What? Why are you making that weird ass face? No, nothing. Nothing. Oh, I thought you were judging my Thanksgiving. No, no, no I wasn't judging you. I was thinking of something in the night. Mm, okay, well, think of the podcast because that's what we're recording right now. Um, and <laughs> speaking of which, I guess we should probably get started. So mm -hmm. uh, we have, well, should yeah, I really say it? Should it I really say it? Because it's going to Don't say it. it. You're going to jinx us? it. Mm -hmm. I'll say this. I'll say this. It was a holiday last week, so there wasn't a lot of news, particularly in entertainment nothing happened i only have two <laughs> things to speak on and so i basically asked ely if she could do pop culture quiz round two because that was kind of fun when we did that earlier this and year this is a special edition of the pop How? culture quiz because How? everything in all of my I have 10 questions and everything in my 10 questions has been a topic of discussion on this <gasps> podcast oh my god really so theoretically you should know the answers to all of these do i get do we are we doing money like we did last time? <laughs> um, no money. Okay. Well, last time I think it worked out where because I quizzed you on mm -hmm. our 50th episode and you quizzed me the episode after we, that. I we think even we basically each other just out. exchanged Venmo balances. <laughs> so fine, fine. No money. But yeah, we're doing pop culture quiz round two before we get into the news, since there's not a lot of news. Uh, okay, but watch so we're doing, this episode. We're doing it before. Yeah. At the beginning. Okay. Yeah, that's what we did last time. And watch this episode; it's still probably going to be an hour and a half. Don't say that. <laughs> well, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you want to just jump into our pop culture quiz? Yes, that's what I just okay. said. I'm ready. Let's do it. Oh my god! I'm the ready. aggression. My mode is on. My question. Okay. Take a sip mode. of kombucha. Ew. Okay. So like I said, all of the questions slash answers have been discussed on this podcast. So okay. theoretically, you should know. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> <I'm excited. laughs> only 10? Okay. It's only 10. Okay. And the 10th question is like uh, a big one. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's go. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Shut up. After all pregnancies are complete, how many children will Nick Cannon have total? 12. Yeah, good job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, I didn't even need multiple choice for that. You didn't. Uh, none of these are multiple choice. <laughs> oh, shit. I thought some of them might be multiple choice. No. All right. You have to know the answers. Okay. <laughs> Number two. What is the name of Drake's latest album and who is the collaborator on the album? Oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Ooh. Am I allowed to say multiple names or I have to pick one and go with it? Um, I'll give you three, 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 three guesses. Okay, I'll give you three you. guesses. Um, and you have to guess the name of the album. So this is a two-parter. Uh, okay, three guesses. I'm going to need these three guesses. Um, two chains? No. <laughs> no. I feel like there's a T in there. Does it start with a T? There's a T it, in Does it start? It doesn't start with a T. It it does start with a T. Yeah. Tie dollar sign. No. You're getting kind of close. Does though. it start with a T or not? Because T it, is like it, it's like it echoing in my brain. Like phonetically, yes, it does. 
but if it's written out, it doesn't. Uh, really Twenty One Savage. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, what was the name of their album? I know there's a woman on the front, and she's like mm-hmm. looking right into the camera. She got her mouth open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, as for the name, that I couldn't tell you. There's a comma in it. No. There's <laughs> oh, not. there's not. Okay. Um. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. You're giving up? You're yeah. tapping out? Okay. The name of the album is Her Loss. Okay. So no comma. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But I got the artist correct. I knew there was a T in it. Mm-hmm. You're right. But it's, I said phonetically because it's actually like 2 1. Yeah. Yeah. Have, yeah you yeah. know, written. But if you spelled it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay. All right. This one might be easy for you. Um, How long were Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde in a relationship before recently deciding to take a break? <sighs> This is not easy for me. Mm-hmm. I got to think, okay, so when did they shoot? Don't worry, darling. It probably was like 2021. Um, you want months? No, it's a, it's, it's a number of, uh, well, I feel like if I, if I say it, it's going to be a year and a half. Um, the correct answer is two years, but that was kind of close. So you're, you were close. Okay. Okay. Number four. Whose mom was Young Gravy rumored to be dating after a very affectionate appearance at the VMAs? Addison Ray. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Okay. What is the title of Jeanette McCurdy's memoir that made headlines this summer? I'm glad my mom died. Yes. yes. Nice. You're doing good. So you said you were going to be bad. This is why it's paying off me re-listening to our episodes all the time. I know. That's why I was like, oh, it would be fun to do like exhausted pop culture <laughs> yeah, specifically. Yeah, 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 so yeah. I went through our <laughs> old outlines. Okay. Um, Number six. What was the name of the emo music festival announced earlier this year that had millennials, quote, absolutely geeked, end quote. And that quote is actually my quote. <laughs> Oh my god, this is when I fucked up the name in that episode. Didn't I call it like the best years of our lives or whatever? Oh, maybe you did. Um, That's not the name of the festival. <laughs> oh god, this literally just happened and it was like canceled because of wind or some shit. One of the days got canceled. Yeah, like early oh, that morning too. People were god. upset. And Nick's like manager went to this. What the fuck? Wow. I know it was in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And oh my god, was it oh, was it like when we were young? Yes, really? Yes. <laughs> good Yay. job, Zach. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. All right, this is a good one. Number seven. What substance was Drake rumored to have been putting in condoms to keep women from stealing his specimen? Hot sauce. Nice. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> I've only okay, got one gonna... wrong. No, two technically. Um, no three technically two technically whoa whoa two technically (laughs) number two uh kind of right you got number three close but not you know close but no cigar uh that's the only ones you've gotten wrong though oh slay i'm on a streak you're doing good yeah you're doing good okay this one you're gonna love this is number eight okay finish this line from sean mendes it's giving blank share Love it, love it, love it. By the way, have you heard the rumors that him and Omar Apollo like hooked up? What? It's because they share. Okay, it's it's kind of a long story, but apparently they share like their celebrity chiropractor. And so some people think that like she set them up and they like hooked up. Didn't Omar Apollo just tweet like 
earlier today because people were again doing the thing where they assume a bisexual person is not queer and they're like he's queer baiting he said i do be sucking dick for real yeah he said no i do be sucking dick for real (laughs) and taking it from the back though i think he said too in a follow-up oh my god (laughs) he's so real good for him (laughs) okay um number nine we're almost done. You're doing really good. I thought mm. I didn't. I don't know. I mean, I kind of I knew this was stuff that you would remember because you we thought I would get it, it all I wasn't wrong. Sure. No, I wasn't sure. OK. In October of last year, what was the apparent reason for Adele's team pushing the release of her single Easy on Me? We talked about it this on the pod, like the actual reason that came out after it was delayed. Uh, um. The song itself? The song, yeah. Why it was, de- like, the release of it, just the single, was delayed. Okay, this was a weird case, because it was delayed until after Grammy's consideration, right? Yes. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't remember. I really don't. That was okay. a minute ago. That was It was. It was year. a minute ago. I know. I was like, yeah. let me dig a little further back. <laughs> Um, okay, so basically what had happened was a radio like host or radio DJ had said on their show that Adele was releasing a single on a specific date, and he like he basically was the one that leaked it. So basically to spite him and to like make him seem not credible, Adele's team changed the date of the release of the song because oh. they didn't want to give credit to someone who leaked their shit. <laughs> that is funny. Love that. Also, I'm just realizing another side note. I don't think we've addressed how Adele has begun her Vegas residency, and it kind of looks incredible. <laughs> Have you seen the TikToks of it? You sent it to me with she the like disappears exit, off the stage. The exit is batshit crazy, and I don't know if they've been able to like execute it as flawlessly for consecutive nights. But the mm. first night. I don't know if you guys have seen videos, but if you haven't, you need to look it up. She ends her performance. (laughs) It should. She ends her performance with a bunch of flower petals descending from the ceiling and they cover her. And it's, it's not that long though. And she just disappears. She, she disappears. disappears. You cannot see her disappear into the floor. That's clearly where she. It went, has to be that yeah, like she just falls through the floor, which is absolutely hilarious. Like I want to <laughs> see that because like there's no way she could like glide. No, down. it's like a fast descent. She has to, <laughs> yeah, it's fast. So, but it's very <laughs> ethereal and magical. No, it is, and now it's like okay, I see why homegirl was pushing her shows. She was like, if I'm not <laughs> disappearing off the stage, I'm not getting on stage. <laughs> Oh my god. Anyway, okay. we have one question this is my left, last right? Question. Yep. This is a Ooh. redemption opportunity for you from the last pop culture. Okay. Quiz. If it's the fucking question about the Kardashian <laughs> children, I it is. God. And we've had two uh, or one addition to the family since this question has been asked. So okay, I need I'm to start. asking you again to I need name to... all of Chris Jenner's grandchildren. Okay, I gotta start with the hard hard ones. Chicago Psalm. Mm-hmm. Those are two. True. Yep. yep. North. Yep. Mason. Mm-hmm. Penelope. Yep. Did I get all Kim's kids? I'm missing one, aren't I? I can't tell you. The one formerly known as Wolf Webster. Yeah. Stormy. <laughs> uh huh. 
I don't think Chloe's new kid has been named yet, right? I don't think so. I believe there's suspicion that his name is Robert, but I don't know if that's the official name or not. But I did put unnamed Thompson baby boy. So okay, thank you. That's one. So I only have one left. I think you're only missing one left, right? You have ten oh so far. Oh my god, I have nine. Oh wait, hold on. I'm gonna do it again. North Chicago, Psalm, True, Mason, Penelope, Stormy, formerly oh. known as Wolf Webster, unnamed Thompson child. Okay, you're missing two. Oh my god, I'm missing one of Kim's kids, aren't I? Mm. I'll give you a hint. One of them is um, Courtney's youngest. Oh, Courtney is the third. I don't know what the fuck that one's name is. Okay, what's the other one then? The other one is, I'm not missing a Kim child. No, you're not missing one of Kim's kids. I'm missing I'm missing a, a, a Kylie child, aren't I? I'm missing Rob's child. Mm-hmm. Okay, the, I'm not getting this, but you know what? I got to say, you guys. You... I'm really proud of myself for because I went from like because you didn't even know nine. that Kim had four kids. Yeah, I, know, I went from really three to nine, and that's why immediately in my brain I was like, get that Chicago and get that Psalm out because I hadn't even heard of those children when Ely brought it up before. <laughs> and luckily, guess what? You're gonna find this so funny. Luckily, I listened. Studying? I listened to this episode. I would say within the last two weeks. Wow. And if I didn't, I think I would be fucked royally. Wow. So. Okay. So before I reveal the names of the two missing kids, I had a bonus question to this question. Okay. How many of the grandchildren have a name Kardashian? I feel like it'd be easier to say the ones that don't have a name Kardashian. Actually, no, no, it'd be easy. Um, okay, it's not North. It's not Chicago or Psalm. It's not. It's. I think Mason is Disick. I don't know what Penelope is. I feel like this is a trick question. Zero. Oh, it's not a trick question. Damn it. It's not a trick question, but it is kind of a trick question. Why? Because you don't know. <laughs> All right. One. Is okay, it Rob Kardashian's kid? Yes. Yeah, so there's only one who has the last name Kardashian and it's Dream Kardashian. Not and then dream. the other kid you missed was Rain who is Scott and Courtney's third child. All right. These names you guys. <laughs> but you well, did okay. You did good. No, I did really great. Decent. Like compared this to my last performance, I did that great. That was really good. But I also yeah, had no. the fortune. You of... even got the two unnamed kids. <laughs> I did. One of whom wasn't even alive the last time we played this game. So I, I think that's a big W. But I also had the fortune of, like I said, just somehow listening to this episode recently. <laughs> right. Well, well, thank you, you for you done good. Thank you for putting it together. I did very well. Thank you very much. Thank you. It was kind of fun for me to put together. I was like, ooh, I was trying to th- come up with some that I knew would throw you off, but you got a lot. You got you did good. Thank you. It's that liquid courage. Mm, okay. I'm drinking tonight, everybody. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> shall we get into the news? Yeah, let's do it. All right. First thing off the bat, I find this very funny. Frontier Airlines has gotten rid of their <laughs> telephone customer service making I was them an even shittier airline i was gonna comment on this in the um in the the outline and just say lmao because that's so funny so it's funny because they're obviously a budget airline and they're always finding new ways to bring down their costs 
And so the board, I guess, thought this was a great idea to just get rid. They don't have to pay people anymore to be on the phones. <laughs> I'm sure those people probably weren't too helpful to begin with. Well, so say, perks to, like huge, like uh, benefit to those people. They don't have to do this stupid job anymore. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I couldn't find in the story if this means that like there are specific people dedicated to the phones that will now lose their jobs. Yeah. Not sure about that, but there is still going to be like online and quote text support. Don't know if that means bots or not, but I just think it's so yeah. funny that they're like, yeah, let's just get rid of our customer service line because most major airlines have That's a customer like the first service thing line. people do is the call. Exactly. And talk yeah. to a human. And now Frontier won't have that. Yikes. That's actually, have you ever flown Frontier? Absolutely not. And I have no plans to. I've heard too okay. many horror stories. I have flown Frontier twice. Um, and I have horror stories from both times, if you'd like to oh, hear God. them. I would quickly. see, I hate flying as it is. So it's like, why would I want to do that to myself? Yeah. So the first tell. time I flew Frontier was I was a freshman in college. So I didn't really know that Frontier was like this was like a spirit airlines type of situation. So I was just like, oh, these flights are cheap. Let me book it. I went to go visit my aunt in California for like a week during my Easter break. It wasn't a, maybe it was a week. I don't know. It was a long time. And I came back literally the day before was supposed to come back literally the day before classes started. And I got to the airport and I literally went up to the desk to check into my flight. And they were like, Oh, your flight's canceled. And I was like, what? And they were like, yeah, we sent you an email. And I was like, you what? (laughs) And so I went in my email inbox and they did in fact send me an email like a couple hours before, but it was like, at that point I was already heading to the, like ready to go to the airport. And they were like, yeah, that flight's canceled. And I was like, okay, so how am I going to get home? And they were like, well, the next flight to Milwaukee, mind you, this was like a, 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 I think it was like a Saturday or something like that or a Sunday. And they were like, oh, the next flight to Milwaukee is on Tuesday. And I was like, (gasps) It's what? <laughs> and then I was like, well, if I decide to just cancel, am I going to get my money back? And they were like, oh, no, we don't do refunds for flight cancellations that are due to weather. And they were like, and Bruh. the flights canceled because you're the plane you were supposed to get on is caught in Denver and there's a snowstorm. And I was like, you what? <laughs> <laughs> and so they were like, yeah, sorry. Like, I was literally fucked. Like, they didn't do any type of accommodations because it was a weather cancellation. So thank Christ I had family that I was staying with. So I could yeah. just go back to their house. And it was like no big deal. But my parents, and this was like the first time I ever traveled by myself. So my parents were like freaking out. So my dad just like randomly booked me on a, like the earliest Southwest flight the next day to Milwaukee uh, that he could get it on. And it cost them like $400. Oh my God. One they, way. They just like freaked out and bought the ticket. And I was like, you guys like calm down. <laughs> and then my mom was like, well, you know, that ticket cost us like $400 and they didn't give you a refund. And I was like, I didn't tell you how to book me on that flight. <laughs> Um, so that happened and then the second time this is actually hilarious i think it was the first time morgan and i went to arizona or maybe it was like either arizona or denver we were going on a trip together and we were delayed for hours because they accidentally put too much fuel in the jet or like in the plane and so it weighed too much so they had to take it out that's embarrassing and the funniest part is that morgan wrote on facebook (laughs) She wrote some moron put too much fuel in the plane, <laughs> and now it's too heavy to fly. 
How does that even happen? You think there'd be like safeguards against that? Never flying frontier again. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So sorry you had to go through all of that. Yeah, I don't. So happy that that I won't. Yeah. So don't fly frontier. Now, really, don't fly frontier. Yeah, absolutely not. Wow. Okay. Well, speaking of crazy stories, you ready for a batshit crazy story? Yes. Did you hear about this? My Alexa actually told me about this. this Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. So you guys, Kanye West has announced another run for presidency this time in 2024. He previously quote ran in 2020. He only got 70,000 votes, (laughs) but still that's kind of sad. 70,000 people in this country wrote in Kanye West for president. That's a lot of people. Yeah. I bet like 99% 99% of them did is a joke and they're still pieces of shit for doing that. But <laughs> yeah, anyway, so uh, this all started where apparently he had a dinner at Mar-a-Lago with Donald Trump, Nicholas Fuentes, who is a far right podcaster that the Department of Justice has described as a white supremacist. That's who you know is serious. <laughs> oh, and Milo Yiannopoulos, which I haven't heard about him in a few years, but if you remember him, he's like a far-right troll he's he's like gay and from london and he thinks that recuses himself from like any criticism but he's what the hell? he's also a known anti-semite all that oh shit my yeah god. oh my so, god i don't know how the four of them got together but they got together and had they were like let's, let's have a hating ass dinner the dinner was yeah. called hating ass dinner <laughs> maybe it was so i don't know how it happened but they had this dinner and it was so funny to me during this dinner kanye west asked donald trump to be his running mate for his campaign he asked former president donald trump to be his vice president for his campaign and (laughs) apparently trump was very upset by this um kanye west released a follow-up video it was called mar-a-lago debrief and milo yiannopoulos <laughs> was in it as well and kanye west said quote trump started basically screaming at me at the table telling me i'm going to lose <laughs> <laughs> and the cherry on top of all of this is that apparently both nicholas fuentes and milo yiannopoulos are involved in kanye's supposed campaign with milo yiannopoulos even being his campaign manager oh god what is this road we've gone down? I would have never <laughs> predicted this would happen this year. If somebody would have asked me in 2016 if I thought that the 20 the 2024 presidential run would include a European who thinks he has any business commenting on what we do, a white suprem- known white supremacist and Kanye West, I would be very confused. Yeah. So needless to say, I don't think, oh God, well, never say never, I suppose, in this day and age. I was going to say, needless to say, Kanye probably will not get a nomination. <laughs> I mean, I feel but... like if Trump started screaming at him, that probably, because I feel like at this point, the Republican Party is, is the, wait, somebody called it the GOP Civil War. It's <laughs> pretty much, yeah. And Trump. And if Trump is mad at Kanye, then. He has no chance. No, it's actually kind of thrilling to watch. And mm-hmm. oh, what I would have given to be a fly on the wall during this dinner probably was the fly on top of Mike Pence's head. 
during that debate. It probably would have, yeah. He's seen been... it all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is wild. Absolutely oh, wild. I really do. Yeah, I wish I could have just been in the room, in the room where it happened. <laughs> so anyway, uh, another piece of news that I, I wanted to get your thoughts on, because I feel like this will spark an interesting discussion. Ooh, okay. So the World Cup is going on right now. Mm -hmm. uh, there are also massive protests going on in Iran uh, over women's mm -hmm. rights, basically. And um, many women have gotten killed mm -hmm. in various gruesome ways because of it. You know, you might have heard of a lot of, of celebrities and other notable people um, making that cause known or whatnot. Mm -hmm. So on social media, the U.S. Soccer Federation, they put up like kind of like a scoreboard and the Iranian flag was on it because they were playing them today. The U.S. team was playing the Iranian team today. But they left out the emblem in the middle of the flag, the uh, the symbol of the Islamic Republic. So it was just the three stripes on the flag. And mm -hmm. the Federation said that this was intended to, quote, show support for the women in Iran fighting for basic human rights. We wanted to show our support for the women in Iran with our graphic for 24 hours. And this has sparked massive outrage of course from iran for obvious reasons but also from other people that are offended that like the symbol of the republic was removed you know like fucking with a flag like that but also some folks have seen it as like anti-muslim because that's the origins of the symbol and so removing it and just making it three stripes mm -hmm. I, I don't know i'm curious to get your take because it's like i feel like i'm down for why they did it like, I get it because what's going on over there is absolutely horrible. Totally. But also, I just feel like fucking with someone's flag, like, that's just like, like a flag is a symbol of a country. I feel like it opens up the floodgates for other people to do that with other flags, maybe. And I don't know if that's good. Well, also, I feel like, I don't know, like you said, I totally support the intent Um the intention behind this because like of course and this is obviously they know it's a huge platform that they have and like tons of people globally watch soccer if you didn't know soccer is the most popular sport in the world so you like this football? is a big oh my god <laughs> football um this is like a big deal the world cup going on so like i get it, it was a big platform to like bring awareness and like you know start a conversation but i feel like this was just such a weird way to do it like they could. It just was like not... almost too subtle because it was. It wasn't like, oh, here's a U.S. flag and the Iranian flag like going up. It was like just a graphic of a scorecard, so it was kind of tiny. Yeah. If anything, they should have put and maybe instead of the flag altogether, they should have put just like a symbol for women's rights or like if the movement has its own flag, like do something like that. Or yeah. like you know, or I don't know. I just feel like altering the flag that small. Yeah. Like is too small that like it could be offensive and i feel like the flag itself and like the country itself like doesn't really have anything to do with the issue at hand like it's really like between like it's a it's a women's right issue with the government you know i feel like talking yeah. about a country and then talking about a country's government is like different yeah i see what you're saying yeah you know like cuz like those women are kind of under the umbrella of Iran itself so it's like I don't know I feel like the, it was it's kind of weird to to do that yeah and it also puts like I feel kind of bad for the athletes because in particular mm -hmm. a lot of the interviews with um both the U.S. team and the Iranian team 
it's all political questions. Like political po politics are so often grafted onto like these major sporting events. And I always kind of feel bad for the athletes because it's like they're just there to play. Right. Like this uh, is their job. <laughs> like if you showed up to work and your coworker was asking you all these questions, not even your coworker, but if like, you know, like if people were asking you all these questions that weren't related to your work, you'd be like, what the hell? Yeah. I saw this clip of this Iranian reporter at a press junket asking one of the U.S. players like, so how do you feel about this whole flag situation, basically? Because you all got like Black Lives Matter. And basically the Iranian reporter was like, you guys have lots of issues, which we do. But it's like, damn, that's a heavy question for like this soccer player. And it's not like the soccer <laughs> player was the one on uh, Photoshop editing yeah. the flag and making the graphic. I'd be like, I don't know. Ask the social media person. Ask the intern. Yeah. It's, so it's a lot. But I will say today that match occurred and the U.S. did win one to zero so it wasn't that big of a victory but they will be moving on in the world that's Cup. pretty pretty big for soccer though <laughs> especially because the u.s yeah. Britain game ended in a draw and they played like literally all day oh i didn't hear about that i don't know anything about sports but soccer I, I... is like one of those sports <laughs> where you could you only score like one or two in a whole game and oh. u.s and britain was supposed to be like this big match and they played all day went into like overtime oh damn and it ended up being zero zero Oh, wow. See, I didn't know that. I only know about this because I know about political stuff and that's how I heard about it. Yeah, no. Yeah. But anyway, one last story. Mm -hmm. So I just the headline really grabbed me with this one. The headline was San Francisco considers allowing law enforcement robots to use lethal force. Oh. <laughs> this is where the, the robots versus human war begins. So, yeah, quite literally. <laughs> This week, the San Francisco Board of Supervisors is considering a policy proposal that would allow the San Francisco Police Department to use robots as a deadly force against a suspect. A member of the city's Board of Supervisors added a line to the SFPD's original draft policy that stated, robots shall not be used as a use of force against any person. The SFPD crossed out this sentence with a red line and returned the draft. <laughs> and the altered proposal says that, quote, robots will only be used as a deadly force option when risk of loss of life to members of the public or officers are imminent and outweigh any other force option available to the SFPD. So this is just really interesting. They have 12 robots and they're all remote control. So as of okay. now, as oh of now they're saying that like if a robot's going to use lethal force, a human it's is a person be behind it. it. But I, I feel don't know. like this is a way for them to to lower the statistic of like of the amount of cops that kill people. Maybe, but also like I'm just saying, how long is it going to be until it's AI doing it? Mm. Oh my god, don't even say that. That's terrifying. And, and also just the. I have a funny image in my head because you know how ridiculous these like bomb defusing police robots look. Oh, I just yeah. have an image of just like a gun taped to the side of it. <laughs> it's like rolling. Up. Oh, my God. I don't you don't know what you you probably don't know what I'm going to reference, but I'm picturing um, there's like a storyline in Friends where Joey gets cast as the main character on this TV show called Mac and Cheese and the word like cheese. <laughs> cheese. So Mac is like a cop. And cheese is like an acronym for his robot sidekick. <laughs> and the robot is so ugly. It has like a face and everything. Hold on, I'm gonna look it up. Basically, the show is so bad that it get can it gets canceled. So Joey like does all this work to film it and then it gets canceled and he's like, nobody liked it. <laughs> this robot is funny. This one, 
<laughs> yeah, like that's what I'm picturing these robots <laughs> look like. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, so let's cross our fingers that the robot overlords, this is their origin story. Oh my god. Anyway, that's all I have for news. Let's move on to pop culture. Uh, we're going to music first, babe. Oh, music. Sorry, because this first Crazy. thing is it was like a pop culture event for me. It was so, for you, for you. Yeah. It, I felt I almost put it in pop culture, but then I was like, well, that should probably go in music. That's true. Because it is music industry related. This is a yes. shift. Um, <laughs> this is going to alter music as we know. <laughs> no, for real. Um, after eight years, Jennifer Lopez has announced her newest album that is coming out in 2023 called this is me now a follow-up to her other album this is me then let me tell you oh, sorry wait i forgot to <laughs> add to sorry sorry she followed up the tweet um announcing it with a tweet listing off uh, or sharing the track list and people noticed that this album includes dear ben part two <laughs> i know that's really sweet it's so cute um the video that she released <laughs> to announce this mm -hmm. is such a serve. <laughs> it's honestly I awesome. I can't, I can't it, even explain it. It's a serve to you. because you can see how well she's aged in the like years since that album, yes. like since the first album came out. And it was also just like cool. And it's, I know, you know, I don't know how they did it. I think I what happened was, I think, so if you guys don't know, it's, it's a video and it's like, her transitioning from her album cover for this is me then mm -hmm. and she says in voiceover this is me then and then she whips off her hat from that cover and it like transitions to the yeah. new cover and it's a smooth transition it's a smooth transition i think what they did was like j-lo in present day i think she mm -hmm. sat down to recreate the album cover i don't think that's the original original album cover i think it's her and they just yeah, airbrushed her a little bit mm -hmm. Or and, like did the de-aging technology. Yeah, and then when she whips her hat off and it transitions to the new one. Yeah. It was such a serve. And when it happened, I was with Nick when I saw this and I just kept walking through the hallway being like, oh, oh my God. I know. I'm gay, so it affected me. Um, and I love J-Lo. <laughs> yeah. I love so um, very excited about this. So when I first saw it, I was just on Instagram, like looking and I was with my mom and I turned to her and the post had only been up for what I thought only a couple of minutes. So I was like, mom, did you know that Jayla's releasing new music? And my mom goes, oh yeah, I'm so excited. Like she already knows. <laughs> like, this out. Is there like a secret fan club? <laughs> Nancy Reed loves Jennifer Lopez. My, yes, <laughs> loves it because they're both cancers and they're both like the same age. So my and mom, Puerto Rican, and they're both Puerto Rican. <laughs> I feel Puerto Rican. I just know when she had the Super Bowl halftime performance and she pulled out that Puerto Rican flag like cape oh, thing. I know your mom you probably know, passed Nancy out. Was screaming whipa. <laughs> 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 so yeah anyway very excited for this um i jesus that video is just so iconic and also if the album cover is really going to be like the end result of that video it's she looks incredible she looks, looks incredible i know I'm oh pissed. my god i can only Ooh. hope that i can age that well i mean she's not that old but still like the the way that like her skin has not really had like any dramatic changes from like you know, then uh, and now I'm like, damn. I mean, being wealthy helps. <laughs> being wealthy helps. And one right. time I was watching entertainment tonight with my parents and somebody asked her like, what is your secret? 
And she said her secret was that she drinks a lot of water. Yeah, I was water. Like, I mean, shut up. If that's the truth, then I'm going to be set because yeah, I drink so, tons so, of water. So. <laughs> <laughs> also, on a Jennifer Lopez related note, I was reminded the other day of that amazing video. I don't know what the context is, but have you seen that video where she's walking and she goes up to her old house and someone's on the porch and she says, hey, I used to live here. I used to live here. And the guy on the porch is like, oh, and she's like, Jennifer. And he's like, oh, and, she's, and he's like, Jennifer, who? She goes, she like laughs. She's like Jennifer Lopez. Like, how do you not know who I am? It's so, she got so humbled in that video. It's so wow. funny. I'm gonna look that up as soon as we're done. It's so funny. Oh, I don't know when that happened, but oh, it's great. Wow, that's amazing. I love when celebrities get humbled, regardless of who they are, because I feel like they all reach a point where they're like, you don't know who I am, and it's like. Okay. It wasn't- <laughs> It wasn't like snooty though, but like seriously, how do you not know who Jennifer Lopez? No, is? I know, I know. And some people, <laughs> it is like, yeah, how do you not know who that is? But it is yeah. kind of funny to like see them have to be like, well, yeah, I guess I can't assume everybody knows who I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too good. All right. Um. So, um, some chart data recently from yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> um. It's not the holiday season if Mariah Carey isn't in the Hot 100 top ten, and this week she is. True. In the top hot 100 top 10 she uh all i want for christmas is you hits number four and she apparently there's a holiday 100 list i don't really know why what is um, that but she, she's number one on the holiday 100 so. good for her it's to be expected i suppose i suppose um some other holiday news this is interesting to me. Um, the Backstreet Boys' remake of Last Christmas reaches number one on Billboard's adult contemporary radio airplay chart this week, which is the first um, Backstreet Boys leader on the list since I Want It That Way was at number one for 10 weeks in 1999. <laughs> that is wild. There's no way they topped the original, though. I haven't listened mean? to it, but like creatively. I'm just saying I haven't listened oh, to this creatively, version, but there's no probably way. Probably not. Yeah, that no. song slaps. Um, the one song, the one version that does top the original creatively is the Cheetah Girls cover of Last Christmas. The Cheetah Girls did a cover of Last Christmas. The Cheetah Girls have a Christmas album. I knew that, but I didn't know that there was yeah. A cover Last, of Last Christmas, Christmas is on, on there. That's oh like the God. version that I choose to uh, worship. Oh my God. I'm going to listen to that after this. Like, let me literally pull it up on Spotify so that yeah, it's there. Yeah, please do. Please wow. do. Wow. That's crazy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I, I love Last Christmas. Oh. I think it's. Oh. <laughs> sorry. I just was. I opened the Spotify <laughs> app and it said payment failed. So I can't use it. But, but I know. Okay. You're okay. broke ass. No, no, it's, it's. Shut up. It's, failed. What the hell? Spotify's $10 a month. No, you broke this. Oh, no, shut the fuck up. It's because I got my new card yesterday. <laughs> That's why. And I forgot to change it. Oh my gosh, I'm dead. Payment. I got my new debit card because it expired. <laughs> Jesus, I'm not poor. So I'll have to fix that and then I could look it up. <laughs> oh my God. Amazing. I have a tap card now, though. I'm really thrilled about that. Oh, Finally. I got one, too, for my debit yeah. card. I was jacked because my Amazon card was the only one that was tap. And I was like, I mean, this is fine. But if I have to use my debit card, I feel so cheap. Yeah, it's very but exciting. Now I can just tap, tap. <laughs> it feels super fancy. Yep. 
Um, okay, we can go <laughs> into entertainment. Okay, speaking of super fancy. Oh, I'm so glad you're talking. Okay, sorry. Go. Okay, yes, 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 yes. Okay, speaking of super fancy, the Oscars. Thank fucking Christ. This made my day. By the way, both of the I only have two stories. I only have two stories, and they're both from today, which tells you that Hollywood mm-hmm. really does take the week of Thanksgiving off because there was nothing they do. last they week. Do. So today, the Oscars announced that they will be presenting all 23 awards categories live again. After last year, they cut eight. Oh. They cut eight categories, and guess what? The show was still over three hours long. Um, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I'm really excited that they made this decision because I thought last year that was very disrespectful and stupid to cut all those totally. categories. Yeah. Um, they like cut. They would they would do it during the breaks, and then they would air them very quickly. Yeah, coming like, back from the bake, and it just it it just chopped silly. up the pacing too. It was just odd. So they're not doing that again for the 2023 ceremony. Woohoo! Thank you. <laughs> Great decision. Also, I don't think I mentioned this before, but Jimmy Kimmel is returning as host for the oh. third time. I mean, he's he's like an inoffensive choice, you know. Like you can't you can't look forward yeah. to it, but you can't be you can't be like scared of it right. either. Jimmy Kimmel is probably the least offensive um, comedian out there right now, so I'll I give guess. him that. I'm still for the no host though, because they did that for two years and it worked oh, perfectly totally. well, and we didn't get stupid jokes. I know. I am also for no hosts because no hosts inevitably means stupid jokes, but no yeah. hosts. It's like, okay, fine. Or you know what they should just do? They should just hire like a famous comedian to like write the show and then they could just say, oh, written by. And then it doesn't have to be the host. It could just be the the, ho- the, the presenters are making jokes on behalf of the comedian that wrote the show. Maybe. I mean, here's my take on the Oscars, you guys. <laughs> no jokes! I, I I mean, I've said my takes before, but I'm very passionate about this. I've been watching the Oscars. So the 2023 ceremony, which is in about three months, that'll be my 16th Oscar ceremony that I've watched oh live. Oh They're God. like my Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And so the Oscars should be about celebrating the art of film. It is not about fucking jokes from comedians. <laughs> It is. It, it, it's it's really not. And also, oh, oftentimes, it's like TV comedians. Like, I'm sorry, this is for a film telecast. <laughs> and it should really be about, like, if you win an Oscar, that's a big fucking deal to those people. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, this award show, like, it's not about me. It's about those people, the honorees. And it drives me insane. <laughs> When they cut their speeches, I think it's so disrespectful. It and is, I they know. wouldn't have to do that because they're trying to make time for these. They'll cut the speeches, but they won't cut these embarrassing bits, I like know. comedy bits. This isn't a comedy show. And so I just wish for once they would just get rid of all the bits. You can still have little like one liners if you want when you're introducing an award, but they have like these stupid bits that just no, aren't it's funny. like long stuff too. Yeah, it's, it's like, oh my it's god. Like, just let people speak. Like for God's sakes, the first foreign language best picture winner in history, Parasite. You turn the lights. They turned it them. off. That was fucked what up. What is wrong with you? Like Charlie's there and Tom Hanks had to say up 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 like to get the lights back on <laughs> it's so embarrassing i really think it shouldn't be this hard to produce a good oscar show but they keep fumbling the bag oh dear god anyway <laughs> that's my rant no i'm i'm glad you got an opportunity to share your thoughts yeah 
So the second entertainment story this is very interesting. Also dropped very recently, a couple hours ago. This shocks me, by the way. So I am no. I, this is what I was glad that you were talking about because I was going to ask you to talk about it because okay. I'm also a little shocked. Shocking. So yeah. Tim Burton has a new series on Netflix. It's called Wednesday. It's it's a show about Wednesday Adams from the Adams family, played by Jenna Ortega, mm-hmm. and inexplicably, it broke the record for most hours viewed in a week on Netflix, beating Stranger Things season four, which absolutely blew up this summer. Mm-hmm. So Wednesday was streamed 341 million hours this week on Netflix and Stranger Things season four was streamed 335 million hours. That's crazy to me. I really did not think that there was that much hype behind this show. No, like, I didn't either. This? I don't know. Is it the Gen Z? I don't know. I think Gen Z really likes Shanna Ortega. Like she's been in a lot. I feel like she's one of those up and coming um, like, like superstars. Like I think she's going to be yeah. big. I got, I mean, good for her. Like she's going to yeah. bag for season two. Yeah. And but... I honestly, from the little tidbits I've seen that were like her idea, like, I don't know if you saw this, but she doesn't blink at all in the entire series. And that oh, was really? like a bit that she came up with that like Wednesday doesn't blink and Tim Burton loved it. So he asked That's her to crazy. do that in every take. So she doesn't blink at all. Oh, wow. She's on camera. I didn't hear that. I heard about apparently there's a there's like a dance moment, which is pretty like popular on the internet. And she choreographed that funny dance. I don't know. I haven't seen it. You guys, I, don't I haven't know seen I will, it now. But... I'm like, should I watch it? I kind of want to watch it. Maybe. Honestly, Wednesday Adams is one of my favorite fictional characters. She's funny. Oh my gosh. Okay. I think we might've mentioned this before, but you guys, Ely and I went to go see, this is when I think we were both in our oh depression God. era in November, 2019. <laughs> We went to go see the the Adams Family animated. We were movie. definitely. I, I was definitely depressed. <laughs> and yeah, I had just lost my job, so I was <laughs> depressed too. And so we went to go see this randomly, and there was no one in the theater. I don't know why we even decided to go see this, but we did. And it this was is how you know we were mentally ill. Okay, but it was fucking funny. It was funny. Like we loved that movie. And Wednesday, we Adams watched was the Adams Family. It oh, was the yes, Adam. I don't know if we actually said the movie. It's the Adam, it? the animated know. version, though, that came yeah. out a couple of years ago. It was absolutely <laughs> insane. Hysterical. Like it was insane. I, I don't know who it. was on that <laughs> in the room writing that, but it was <laughs> wild. It was funny. I will say it was less funny the second time I watched it, but the first time I had a great time it in was, the theater. If you watch it, it like time. with a friend, like there was some. I still remember like jokes directly from that film like i remember when uncle fester he's like <laughs> listing he opens this and then he's like listing the places he he can't go he's like i can't go within 100 feet of schools malls parks recreational like, establishments they basically made and then after he did that so you're like oh that sounds a lot like you're a, a sexual like a pedophile yes. and then after that there's like a whole uh, like number was it like a, a musical number or something yeah and at the end he like opens his oh, coat and you think God. he's gonna like flash everybody and then a bunch of bats fly out and you're like oh okay but then it's like <laughs> like they basically made him a fucking predator <laughs> I also love the joke where uh, Morticia's getting really mad at Wednesday, so much so that color returns to her face, <laughs> and then a little bat flies in 
sucks the blood out of her neck and flies away so that she she can like get pale again it's so funny yeah there's a lot of good stuff in that movie i want to watch that again actually Mm -hmm. and i feel like that movie too they really played up because i feel like uh, uh, in pop culture in general those characters aren't really like represented as like latinos but we kind of like forget that they, they kind of are and i feel like that movie did it like a little bit more than some other stuff that I've seen. And I know that was like a big goal for Jenna Ortega with this role was to like mm-hmm. actually really play up the fact that Wednesday is Latina. So that's cool. That's true. I mean, Charlie Theron was the voice of Morticia, but Oscar Isaac was um, Gomez. So yeah, it's a cool movie. Anyway, Cute. yeah, maybe we should watch the show now, but that's just crazy. I do not know how that happened. No, I, feel I like... was kind of shocked by that Ooh. too. Like, I did not feel like there was that much hype around this, but apparently there was. Apparently so. The youths. Anyway, pop culture. This time it is actually pop culture. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. Actually pop culture. And we have some interesting. We, I just have two things as well. Um, but still interesting. Um, so the Forbes, the 2023 30 under 30 list from Forbes just came out. And exciting news. Megan Thee Stallion makes history as the first black woman to cover the Forbes 30 under 30 issue, which is kind of wild because it's like, it's 20, this is the 2023 list. Um, and y'all haven't had a black woman cover. Really? That is surprising. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay. Happy for her, but also like really y'all come on. Um, and so I, I took a peek at some of the, uh, 30 under thirties for each category. If you don't know, they provide a list of 30 influential people or like, um, I don't know if it's like predictions. I don't know, but it's like 30 people in different categories. So there's like 30 yeah. in each category. So I looked at a couple of them and made note of like people that I knew or people that we liked um, that I wanted to include. Um, okay. So other people that made the list, Haley Bieber made it in, it was the art and style like cover person. So uh, good for her, I guess. <laughs> yeah, questionable, but okay. <laughs> she is, in fact, under 30. <laughs> um, but another person that I was actually really happy to see was Wisdom K. I don't know if you've seen his TikToks. You probably have. He Everybody makes those TikToks. amazing fashion TikToks. Wild. Yeah. yeah. So his TikToks basically got him a modeling contract and he was listed as model, not like TikToker, but that's cool actually on the art and fashion section so that's really awesome yeah he Um, side note on him he is kind of like blowing up in really interesting ways like yeah so i've been talking about that show making the cut Mm -mm. on amazon Mm -mm. so basically amazon they poached heidi klum and tim gunn away from project runway for (laughs) millions of dollars this is a couple years ago they got millions to go to the show on Amazon called Making the Cut. And it's basically Project One Runway, except the winner of each challenge will get like they they make two looks. They make like a runway look and an accessible look. And the winner of the challenge will get that accessible look produced and sold on Amazon. And the day the episode airs, you can buy it on Amazon. So it's super cool because like oh. they still have the prize. They win a million dollars if they win the show, but they also get like profits from their winning look if they just win a challenge oh so that's, super that's cool. fun um so season three was this year and it kind of sucks because the last two seasons had to be severely like tamped down because of covid um but this season they were able to have a couple of guests again and wisdom k was a guest 
on one of the episodes and it's crazy he's sitting next to like Heidi Klum and Nicole Richie and Jeremy Scott that's big for him you that know is big yeah and someone who had like I would say pretty humble beginnings I mean I don't yeah. know where he comes from but I mean like he just got like all this popularity just from making TikToks and yeah. he still makes TikToks like so it's kind of cool to see how he's really flourishing and he's black so yeah you know we're rooting for everybody black any <laughs> west anyway yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another person that was notable in the art and style section was um, Quana Chasing Horse, who we've seen, I think, at the last two Met Galas. She's an indigenous uh, model, um, and she's very stunning, very beautiful. So cool that she made the list. Um, questionable that she's, again, we have these really cool people along. I mean, you know what? Let me shut up. Let me stop being a hater. I'm a hater <laughs> to my core, okay? Apparently so. Um, let me just not finish that comment. <laughs> okay, moving on to... Hollywood and entertainment included uh, Sydney Sweeney, Sadie Sink, um, Iman Vellani from Miss Marvel. And yeah. oh, wait, those are the only ones I put for Hollywood entertainment. So I'll take a break there. So cool humans. Uh, happy with all oh. three of those. I mean, Sydney Sweeney, you know, we had the whole MAGA incident. <laughs> but um, I will say, like, she Sweeney took. Date. She <laughs> Sweeney Gate. Oh, my God. She <laughs> took the oppor opportunity presented to her. By Sam Levinson for season two of Euphoria and ran with it. She really did. So happy she with really for, happy with for her. I can't wait to see the whale because Sadie Sink is in that. Apparently, mm -hmm. pulling the weight just as much as Brendan Fraser. Oh wow! And Iman Vellani, like, is Miss Marvel, and I'm so excited yeah. for the Marvels because I loved her. So mm -hmm. good choices. Yeah, wonderful. Okay, so the next category is music. And I think the only person for music that I pulled out was Saucy Santana. Hey. 30 for 30. Material girl. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, social media stars. I think this is a, a newer category because I actually looked at last year's um, 30 for 30. And I don't think social media, it was like actually listed as social media. I think it had a different name. Um, but mm. these are three social media stars. Uh, Benito Skinner, who you know I love, which you don't yeah. necessarily love, but mm -hmm. I think you're just being biased. The next person um, I love. Brittany Broski, we love. <laughs> and Ricky Thompson, we're in the 30 for 30 this year. That's such an accomplishment. That's so cool. Yeah. I love Ricky. <laughs> I love how Ricky is stuck around like from the Vine era. That's kind yeah, of yeah. I have so many of his Instagram videos saved in my like favorites on Instagram because they're so funny. So yeah, that's the thirty for thirty. You can see all the thirty for thirties um, in every category. I even looked in the sports category to see if there was anyone that we knew that we could talk about, but I don't know about but sports. They have, I know, but they have a couple. They have a lot of other categories too, like um, but you know, just like uh, science. They have social impact. They have oh, that's cool. Um, uh like the food industry or something like that. And, you know, a lot of different categories. So if you have like a really niche interest, check it out. This is cool. I this like is that not they sponsored do this. Content. I know. And it's really fun to see every, you know, I'm sure to get all these people together. And I think it's super awesome to celebrate young people who are like really making moves. Yeah. Um, Cause a lot of these people are like business own, like business founders. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. And most of them are just like regulars that you don't necessarily know. So that's kind of cool. It's not just like celebrities and like nepotism. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. This is my last story. So last week we kind of talked about what happened between SK and Raven from love is blind. And I mentioned that in their statements, they both had said that because of legal proceedings, they weren't going to speak much more on the topic of their breakup. And now it has come out what these legal proceedings are. Apparently SK and Raven are both taking legal action against the women who claim to be dating SK while he was engaged to her. In his Instagram story that SK posted, he said, the allegations have been falsely misrepresented with malicious intent to extort, and we will we are actively pursuing legal accusations. Or I think he meant legal actions against the accusers, but he put legal Ooh. accusations. Yeah. It's very interesting. I know, because um, now this is something I know a decent amount about because I had to take media law in college. So basically, if you're like, there's a lot of requirements to actually winning a like defamation lawsuit, you mm-hmm. have to prove that the person's statement was false. You have to be able to prove that it was done with malicious intent. And you have to prove that the statement led to damage to your representation. So like, those are things that you have to have proof of. And so I'm like, like, is it worth know, it? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's why some, a lot of times sometimes these suits like end in settlements because it's not worth it. But also I'm like, you have to really be like, this is fault. Like to know, to have the receipts. Like, and I'm, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of hard when people are like, oh, I was in a relationship. And again, these women had receipts that they were in relationships with him. So I'm confused. <laughs> well, I'm confused because at least the way you, you word it, like if SK and Raven are taking, they're both taking legal action, that seems kind of like a stand by your man approach. But then why did she remove every trace of him from her Instagram? Well, then somebody on TikTok said uh, like the same day or the day after she posted, like that they posted, they broke up. Somebody saw them together at Costco. Interesting. Like, why are you grocery shopping with someone you broke up with, huh? I don't know. I think she can do better. Like he, she doesn't need this shifty <laughs> shit, you know. I know, I know. Well, I think a lot of women could do better than a lot of men. But, you know, sometimes we settle. <laughs> T. <Tea. laughs> wow. Wow. You ready for that media moment? I'm not ready to hear your response to my media moment. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's time for the media moment. So you are going first. And yes, I will participate on your media moment because I saw it as well. Uh, okay. My media moment was Glass Onion, the, the sequel, if you will, to Knives Out. And I thought it was wonderful. I liked it a lot. I thought it was really fun. I love that it had like a really packed cast, just like the first one did. I think Daniel Craig is so good at this character um and I thought it was I don't know I thought it was good writing like after it ended I was like wow they really did that (laughs) okay your face um I liked it and I think hold on hold on I think you need to watch it again because (laughs) I think the most of the reason why you think that you like hate it so much is because you felt like I hyped it up too much and so i feel like if you watch it again with like a clearer mind you might be think it's a better movie than you said it was okay i didn't say i hated it what i you said, said to you, you didn't like it no yes but what i texted to you because i also we both saw it in theaters because it's it's doing a limited well it's over already it did a limited run in theaters and it's going to be back on netflix in a month 
So we obviously wanted to see it like ahead of time. Yeah. Um, but I didn't say I hated it. I texted you and I believe the thing I said was it felt like it was operating at a five out of 10 the whole time, which I stand by, especially compared to the first film, which I want to rewatch as well. But I don't know. It just felt like mediocre the whole time. And there were mediocre? some mediocre. Yeah, there were some bits that I thought were I thought like I thought Kate Hudson was very funny. I thought she was very good, especially since she doesn't act a lot anymore. It was nice to like see her again and she did a good job with her character, but I don't know. Like, I know you say the cast is stacked, but for whatever reason, I didn't buy a single one of these people in their roles, except for Kate Hudson. I feel like it's because it was so stacked that like, you know, these people as other well, actually, no, I don't no, know. Because I feel the like first the first one had more characters. The first cast had more, and it had, I feel like those people were like way more, had played more iconic characters in the past. Yeah, you know? I just, I think, I again, I don't know what, this is hard because. Yeah, no, I see I what can't, you're saying. I can't pinpoint what went awry here, but it Maybe... just felt off to me. It felt off and I was not engaged. I think that the way that the mystery is structured I think they thought like they ate with that. You know, I, I don't want to give anything away, but there's a point I would say about halfway through the film, maybe a little bit more than halfway. We pause and we go back in time, but it's like a really long like rehash. Like we go back in time. And it basically we catch starts up for, like, the movie over. Yeah. And then kind of. Like, and then you catch up to, to where you were when you <sighs> went back. And then it's like, oh, okay. I think why that didn't work for me, and I also texted this to you, is the film was like two hours, 15 minutes. It felt like nothing happened for the first like hour. Like someone, spoiler alert, there isn't any violence or death until like over an hour into the movie. And and then like 10 minutes passes and then we go back and we rehash for like a half an hour. And so the pacing just felt way off to me. And you know what? I hate to say this. It reminded me of Death on the Nile from earlier this year that I watched like on streaming because the death in Death on the Nile doesn't happen until an hour into the movie. And so it's like you would think within that hour we would get more character. We would learn about these people. But like Catherine Hahn's character, we get nothing about her. We, we were, Leslie and you, Jr., you never we get do. nothing never about do. him. And it's like, then what were we doing in the first hour then? Hmm. No, that's that's valid. I do agree that it was like pretty slow, slowly paced. But for me, I don't know. I felt that like once the like twist happened and like you kind of go back and gain context to other things that happened that you already saw, it felt like it paid off for me. But if it didn't for you, that's OK. Um, I do get your point about like the cast being big, but like you're not buying into the characters and I feel like honestly, not that I not nothing, no shade to any of these actors, but I feel like it like they maybe felt like they really didn't have to act their ass off just like because of the popularity of this franchise and because I of the popularity saying, yeah. of them as actors. Like I feel like they went into it like with a little bit of arrogance, maybe. And yeah, I, I feel like you. that's why Janelle Monet is the superstar of this movie, because she is like probably the like I mean, I, I like Janelle Monet, and I know you do, but I know that, like, widely, she might not be as well-known as some of the other actors in this film. And so maybe she was, like, that's why. She, I mean, obviously, her role is really big, but besides that, like, I thought she did a really good job acting. No, um, I agree. I don't buy... In comparison to the others. I don't buy all the, uh, like, best supporting actress talk for her. 
I don't think it was oh that my, stunning. I think that's, yeah, I feel like that's but a little dramatic. <laughs> she definitely like takes her opportunity and runs with it. And oh, totally. I do really like her. I think that she's a really like interesting screen presence and she needs more work. Like I, people don't. I didn't realize she her. could act like that. Yeah, and I didn't I, realize she was that good. Yeah, and I don't know if it's her decision or people just aren't casting her. But I don't know. I really liked her in Hidden Figures, and I liked her in this. Like she's definitely like the kind of usually the best thing about the movie that she's in. Um, so yeah, but she she was good. I just I don't know. And then I'm also like I'm starting to get a little irritated because this is becoming a theme with Hollywood films of like the eat the rich message and that's very much what this film is doing and it's it's not it's not that it's getting tired it's just that you need to do more with it or like be more extreme with it because it well, felt very like pallid in this movie and also it's a movie full of movie stars that are rich directed yeah, by a director like, who's rich and netflix which is a corporation annoying for them to do it's like they're just buying into like what they know is a, a popular conversation or popular social issue. Yes. And then it's like, okay, but it's you guys, like you're the problem. <laughs> yeah. And also side note, I'm going to say this was as little spoilers as possible, but let's just say there's fire at the end. That fire looked like shit. That was CGI <laughs> fire. Looked like shit. It looked like 2D overlay put on top oh of stuff. God. It looked like shit. I could not believe it. I was. I could not believe it. I was appalled. I was like, really in 2022? Oh God, in the year of our Lord, 2022. <laughs> but anyway, I'm glad that it worked for you. But I, it didn't. It didn't really work for me. I don't think it's going to be on my worst list. But it just. Yeah. It really didn't work for me at all. Okay. The statement I made right after I saw it was that I thought it was better than the first one. But now I feel like mm. I have to go back and watch the first one again. Yeah. I am like, excited <laughs> for this one to be on Netflix because I do own the first one. And so I feel like I can I can watch them both whenever I want. And so it's like, I'm going to watch them together and see. But I do love Daniel Craig as um, Benoit Blanc. I think he's so funny. <laughs> like the accent, because it's like, you know what he really sounds like. And it's yeah. like, so funny he is funny it's like a very hammy performance there was mm -hmm. also something with him that bothered me i i feel like i've i actually mentioned this when we were talking about wakanda forever i really am sick of like the crumbs of lgbt representation and so when they, try, when they try to insinuate that he has a partner in this movie oh the word the word partner isn't uttered husband isn't uttered but it's just insinuated that like that's his like they're living together and it's another man of his age it bothers me like i'm interesting don't give me the crumbs just i'd rather it not be there because it's just it's like kind of a slap in the face i did like the actor they got to do that cameo though that was funny I thought the little cameos that they had were actually really funny. Um, like the FaceTime call that he had with, who was it? Um, Kareem. Abdul-Jabbar um, and Angela Lansbury who recently passed. Yeah. And who was the other? I'm trying was, to think who else was on there. There was four. Yeah. I don't remember, but they were having like a game night yeah. or something on Zoom. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Okay. So Netflix. Also, I feel like Netflix... And this is kind of a hard movie to make a trailer for because without spoiling too much, um, because like half of the movie is spoilers. <laughs> so I feel like with their promo content, it was very limited with what we saw and what we knew the movie was going to be about. But something that I fucking hate oh. is when movies and TV recognize the pandemic and 
Yes. Oh my I god, I was talking to Nick about hate this. Hate that. I know. So when they did that, I was like, oh. no. And oh my god. The, the worst part of it is they could have not done that, and it would not have changed a yes. single thing. And yes. so I was like, why? Why did they do that? Thank you. I, I hate that. I, I'm I so glad that. you brought that up because I talked to Nick about that. I was like, it's so corny. It's so and corny. It's, it feels yes. so like just not in good taste. And like, it was like some of the stuff was funny, like with um, Kate Hudson's character being like the Lana Del Rey, like not wearing, like wearing the, the mesh um, face mask, the mesh yeah. mask. Like that was kind of funny. Cause it was like, of course. And it was like funny seeing how each character reacted to the pandemic. But at the same time, I hate that. I hate when shows and TV or when TV and movies do this, because it's like, I watch TV and I go to the movies to escape my current reality. Okay. I don't need to see that shit on the screen. Like, well, I live through it. I get it. The idea, the idea of it doesn't bother me because it is like a, a big event. I, I think there needs to be maybe a little bit more distance because it's very like, it's very shallow. Like, yeah, it's very like, hee hee ha ha. It. And it just, it. it does seem thrown in. And I think if you're going to do it, we need a little bit more distance because it seems like you're just kind of like hopping on the bandwagon because you're totally right. It's all shoved at the beginning of the movie, like the first 20 minutes. And then it goes away. It goes away. And there and it it's like doesn't do make any it. sense. Yeah. So and, it was just like, why did you even put that in? And it's weird because there's like when they're getting on the boat to go to the island, Ethan Hawke shows up in another cameo. <laughs> right. So like. He, he he has this thing on a ride and he's holding people's mouths open. He's like, open your mouth. And he spritz it in their mouth. And everyone's like, what is that? He's like, don't ask. And it's and it never comes up again. It's like, so is that literally Ryan Johnson? You literally wrote that in the script to like excuse away COVID so that we don't have to worry about it anymore. It felt so weird to me and kind of tone deaf almost. Yeah. But I see what you're saying. Really random. There, there I was some, hate, oh, I there was hate. COVID references in the menu too, which also didn't work. It's like, I, you don't have to mention it and it would you like, don't make a if you're gonna make a covid movie make a covid movie but don't try and throw it into another plot where it just seems tacked on it's yeah. so weird i feel like like you said it's too um it's too too soon because it's like yes this is a part of our history forever and we can talk about it later but like talking about it now just does not feel right it just i hate it to me it's just it brings me back into where i am now and it's like i didn't come here it like how you know like what Nicole Kidman says at the beginning of the AMC um intro you know it's we an come escape. here for magic yeah <laughs> <laughs> I didn't come here to be reminded of the pandemic <laughs> I came here to be reminded that life exists <laughs> life goes on there's bigger and there's bigger out there yeah. no I see what you're saying for sure oh that pissed me off that was the one thing I was like <laughs> I was mad. <laughs> but um, after that, I was like, wow, I love that. <laughs> My family actually surprisingly really enjoyed it, too. Like, I was shocked that they had positive reactions. Mm. My parents are like not. I feel like my family in general, we're not big movie people or they're not. So it was like we saw this because we saw it together as a we saw Knives Out together as a family on Thanksgiving Day. And so I was like, you guys, the second one's coming out and they're doing the same thing, like making it a Thanksgiving movie. And so we saw it again. Yeah, that's cute. And it was cute. It was fun. They all really liked it. And oh my God. Well, this isn't really a spoiler, but every time we would go out to eat and somebody would like break a glass or something, like, you know, sometimes you're at a restaurant and you hear and everything like goes silent. My brother would go, oh my God, glass onion. (laughs) That's dumb. (laughs) (laughs) See, it's funny because I saw it with the Baileys. And oh, the whole fam? The whole fam. And 
most of the Baileys, we all were like, yeah, the first one's way better. When wow. We were walking out of it. Um, wow. But it was funny. Mrs. Bailey, she hadn't been to the movies in years. And I thought it was so cute. She she wore her mask because that was her first time going to the movies post-pandemic. So she wore it the whole movie. Wow. Rest of us are being unsafe, I suppose. Yeah. As Glass Onion but... liked to remind us, the pandemic Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Shall we move on to mine? Yes. What's your media moment? Tell us. Well, so I will say last night, this isn't my media moment, but I wanted to bring it up because it's it's not going to be on like my best of list, but I wanted to acknowledge that I saw it. I saw Bones and All last night. The oh, you did? How Taylor was it? Russell, Timothy Chalamet film. We like Taylor Russell. Oh, I love. She's we saw more her work. in Waves. She's so good in Waves. She needs to get more she work. Is- I think she's wonderful. And she's wonderful in this movie. I just think as a screen presence- she's great and i want to see more of her and um, she's really like beautiful to look yes at. yeah stunning she's stunning. I, I love her like i will sing her praises all day um so the but the reason why i wanted to see that is because it's directed by luca guadagnino and all of his films slap except for call me by your name which is an exception i know i'm in the minority <laughs> with that but like his last film which was the suspiria remake with dakota johnson and tilda swinton that movie slaps and so when i heard that he was doing like another film with horror elements i was like gotta see that it was good the first hour is definitely a lot more interesting and better than like the second hour but the last five minutes like the direct ending is great and so it ends on a really good note and so when you leave the theater you're like oh that was great um but it's good. It's very nasty because it's about like cannibals you know yeah cannibal stuff is nasty but it's good it's like it's kind of just like a mood piece like it doesn't really have a plot necessarily it's like about mood so yeah but anyway no i want to talk about the fablemans because i finally got a chance to see that i saw it on the day before thanksgiving no i didn't i thought you saw it yesterday i saw it a couple days after thanksgiving saw it on saturday i saw bones and all yesterday oh okay sorry yeah but i saw the fablemans on saturday and it was a full theater it was packed. It was wow. a Saturday matinee and it was all old white granola liberals from Tacoma, the town over. I, I guarantee you. Um, and then me. And so for those of you who don't know, this is Steven Spielberg's latest film. He, this is autobiographical um, where about like his upbringing and uh, his family and how he learned to fall in love with movies. Although it doesn't use his name. Like the main character's name is Sammy. Sammy Fableman okay. instead of Steven Spielberg, but it's him. Uh-huh. Like it's about his life, you know. So yeah. Um, and it's been getting lauded, and people think it might win Best Picture. It's like the front runner right oh. now, whatever. Wow. So this is one of my least favorite films of the year. <gasps> really? I did not like it at wow. all. Wow. And you were saying you don't like it when people make movies about themselves. Yeah. Okay. So I got to apologize in advance because I know Robin, my, my dear friend, Robin loves this Mm -hmm. movie and we kind of already talked about it in our group chat, but Robin, I know you listen to this podcast and I'm sorry, but it might sound harsher with me saying the word instead of typing it. Robin, he's talking directly to you about you. So please take full offense and fight him in the group chat. No, I'm just saying, just be warned because I know you love this movie and I'm about to trash on it. He's about to be like, people who like this are dumb. um, No. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Let's see. So let's go down the list. So I'm in kind of a tough spot because I think I was misled with this movie. I think that not just the trailers, 
but like the poster, the press, I think everything has been so misleading about this movie because I was looking forward to a movie about how the director of my favorite film of all time fell in love with movies because mm-hmm. he is make no mistake spielberg is like a master of his craft he's yeah. an icon he's made so many amazing classic films and so i was looking forward to a movie where i would learn about how we fell in love with that the poster is like a hollywood lot in the foreground and like film reels in the background with like frames from the movie the trailer is all about like oh movies the magic of the movies 80 to 85 percent of this two and a half hour film is about his parents marriage i felt so duped i was like what the fuck is this i thought we were gonna get movie magic okay here i it's hard because it's like you can't critique the movie that wasn't made you got to critique the movie that's in front of you but like Mm -hmm. i said i feel misled and the best parts of the movie the only parts of the movie I liked, I'll put it that way, were the very few scenes in which we see like Sammy's mind working. Like for instance, he makes a film while he's in Boy Scouts where he gets his friends together. He makes like a Western mm-hmm. and he has them shooting fake guns. And when he's watching it, he's like, this doesn't feel real. And he gets the idea from, I forget what happens. Like someone got a hole in something. And in his mind, he's like, oh, and you see him screen the film. And all of a sudden, when the guns come, they have a gunshot effect. And we learned that he did this because he poked holes in the film. And that's how he made it look like they were gun flashes. Oh, shit. That shit I lived for. And there's another scene where he's like encouraging an actor like to actually act. Like, it's, of course, it's just one of his friends. And that scene mm-hmm. is wonderful because like in real time, we see this boy like discover like the beauty of acting and how it could like really wisp you away. I needed more of that. And I got barely any of that. Mm. And instead, yeah. like I said, we get scene upon scene upon scene upon scene about Michelle Williams and Paul Dano and their marriage. And I'm sorry, but it was not interesting. They didn't give me a reason to care. I I really don't get why m- people are hyping up Michelle Williams. So first of all, Michelle Williams and her team, they are campaigning for best actress for her. You, I'm sorry, Michelle Williams, I respect you. You (laughs) are delusional. The fact that you think this performance, (laughs) that you think this performance will win you best actress against Kate Blanchett, Michelle Yeoh, Daniel Depp, you're bugging. You might have stood a chance for best supporting, but she is like hammy in this movie and it doesn't work for me. Oh no. And she comes across as very unlikable. Mm. And I think Spielberg is trying to be like, oh, like see it from her perspective. But she comes across as very unlikable based on what she does. I'm not going to spoil it. And then nope. Paul Dano is just like very bland to me. I don't, this movie was just bland. And Steven Spielberg, I, I mean, as he gets older, his films are, they're waning a little bit. Like, you know, it's it's been a minute since he's made an How interesting How old is he? Film. I feel like he can't be that old, right? He's, he's approaching 80. He's You're old. joking. He he's doesn't old. even look that old. No, honestly, praise praise him because he, he makes movies steadily. Like He looks like such a cute little man, but he doesn't look that old. Wow. No, he's old. But like, it's been a minute since he's made an interesting movie. You know what I mean? Like, he's made mm. good movies. Like, 
last year, West Side Story. I thought that right, was good. Right. Yeah. But his films haven't been interesting in a minute. And this is just like definitely the worst film he's made in decades, I think. Oh. In my eyes. I other people love it apparently. Not me, but um it's yeah. just disappointing. It's bland. I couldn't wait for it to be over. Wow. Uh, it, just, it was sad to me because I was like, this could have been something so wonderful. And I was expecting mm. that based on like the hype and the press and whatnot. And it didn't work for me. And also, yeah. you know, how sometimes like if you're with an audience and they're like really reacting to stuff like laughing, like if they're laughing yeah. stuff and you're not, yeah. it makes it worse. Right. Because you're like, thought, shut the fuck up. Yeah, my audience thought this movie was so funny. And I was like, it's not that funny. It's like there are little that. little asides that are like, and I feel like there's nothing more uncomfortable than especially when you're like at home just watching with people, when you're watching a movie that you think is like so unfunny and the person next to you thinks yes. it's hilarious. Yes. Like Oh my God, it's so uncomfortable watching them laugh and you're just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt. Which I'm shocked this movie has a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. I know. Wow. But see, it, if you if you go to like the negative reviews, which I've looked at, because I needed to like reaffirm that I wasn't. You needed validation. Person, <laughs> it, it's like all stuff I agree with, but also this this overall idea of like like my worry that I had before I saw this. Spielberg, like if anyone has a right to make a movie about how they yeah. came to fall in love with movies, it's Spielberg, but still it just has an air That's of like, not the movie he made though. Well, yeah, but it also still has an air of just like of just like saccharine, cloying nostalgia. And it's I just like no matter who made it, it comes across as phony to me. It comes mm. across as phony. And I knew we were in trouble in the first 10 minutes. Because oh, no. the first scene is is him being taken to see his first movie. And it yeah. is, oh my God, it's like Michelle Williams leans down and she's like, movies are dreams that you never forget. Oh, and it's God. like, oh my God. It, you would hate it because it was corny. Oh, I, and hate, not, I hate when movies are corny. It makes me cringe. And yeah, and it can work. Like Spielberg has that magic where it can work. Like E.T. is very sentimental, as you know. Like we saw it recently. But mm -hmm. it like works, you know, it feels genuine. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. But it does. It, it doesn't work here. And so mm. I hate to say it, this this might very well be on my worst list. Wow. That's interesting. Um, this is and you talking about how you wished you had gotten more like inside the mind of Spielberg. Um mm -hmm. made me just think of um I think it was with GQ. Tom Hiddleston did like a one of those videos where they go over like their most iconic characters. It's like one of the celebrity interview formats. Oh yeah, yeah. And he is in Warhorse, which was directed oh, yeah. by War Spielberg. Yeah. And he talks about how Spielberg gave him like the best piece of like direction that he's ever gotten before. And it was that like he was like on his horse and like the um camera is supposed to pan from like one side of his face and mm -hmm. go around to the other. And he tells him like okay, I want you to do this. Like while we're over here, like you're this, like you're a man, you're a man, you're a man. And then when we get here, like, let us see the boy inside you, like the scared little boy that's like heading into war. And it was like, he was like, that's so insane. Like I've never heard somebody, like I've never thought of things, something like that. And that just like opened my mind. And, like he was talking about how that was like the most insightful piece of direction he's ever gotten. And I was like, wow, that's so cool to like hear actors yeah. 
I really like celebrity interviews, you guys. So I watch a lot of them. And I was like, oh, that's so cool to like hear an actor say that about someone. Um, Cause like, I feel like we as regulars don't really, or like people who aren't as into like film as like you are, don't really get to see like the actual importance of like a director's role in a movie, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like hearing actors talk about like good direction that they've gotten is really cool. And that was really interesting. And I was like, wow, I want like, it really takes like a great mind to be a good director. No, yeah. And that was, that's a really great piece of direction. <laughs> Yeah, I want to make it clear, like Spielberg is a legend. I have not like lost respect for him. I just think You're that this film was very disappointing. Yeah. And I also wish he would maybe like ease it up on his output because he's making like a film every year, every couple of years. Oh no, and he's I'm, in I'm his Drake like, era. <laughs> I guess you could say, but it's just like <laughs> just like ease up a little bit. And it has nothing to do with age. I mean well, He's... we want quality over quantity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so just just chill a little bit, you know? <laughs> I want Spielberg to, like, I want him to make another... See, I don't know. It's hard to say because, of course, he has, like, the ETs and the Jurassic Parks in him. But also, like, he made War of the Worlds, which I think is this really interesting, like, post-9-11 movie that's actually really bleak mm-hmm. and, like, sad. I want him to do more of that. Like, like actually lean into, like, the the darker stuff maybe i don't know like stop with this bland stuff please Uh, (laughs) stop with the bland stuff yeah anyway that's all i have to say (laughs) i said a lot but yeah i purposely did not text you about it so that you would be surprised when i said i did not that was an interesting review i feel like this was the first time we both had movies as our media moments too it was like the first time in a while so that was refreshing first time in a while yeah not the first time ever but in a long time i think yeah well, anyway, look, we we did it. We thought it'd be short, and it wasn't. So, <laughs> jinx it we anyway. didn't say it though. We didn't say it. We didn't, we didn't promise you right. guys anything. You're right, but that's okay. Uh, anyway, we'll be talking to you next week. <laughs> what? We'll be talking to you. Don't <laughs> All right. say that. I don't know. We won't be talking to. We'll be talking to each other, and you'll be listening. Yeah, that's how it works. So yeah 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 anyway happy december have a good night is it gonna be december by the time they listen to this (gasps) yep thursday december 1st oh oh, 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 oh. next week we will be talking about our spotify raps oh my god i'm so nervous i'm so nervous i i'm really nervous (laughs) someone tweeted I'm looking forward. I'm I'm more looking forward to Spotify rap than my own birthday. <laughs> oh my god. I love I'm loving the Spotify rap tweets. I'm actually saw this hilarious TikTok. This girl was like me excited to see my Spotify rap. And then she was like, and then I remembered that this is what I listen to every night for oh, it's eight like hours. Hotel room fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i saw that it's funny i feel bad for those people i'm not one of those people so it's literally like earlier this week i was listening to my playlist from 2020 i think or 2020 i think it was last year's and it's a hundred songs so i just had it going and like all of a sudden like i i wasn't paying attention so i thought the music just cut off 
So I like looked over and it was like a storm. And I was like, what the hell? And I looked <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> it, was, it was like rain sound that I put on to go to sleep, which I don't really use on Spotify anymore. I only use my Alexa for rain sounds now. Oh. But at the time I was using it on my phone and it was in my top one. That's and funny. it was like right in between some like songs that I really like. So it must have been like, it had to have been like pretty <laughs> high up there. And it just kind of caught me off guard. Like I thought the music stopped and I looked over and I was like, oh God, I hate myself. <laughs> That's funny. Well, let's do this. Who do you think your top artist is going to be? I we'll only do that one because I think that'll be easiest. Okay, I think I think I know for sure my top artist of the year is going to be Summer Walker because uh, um, I checked my Receipify for all time and one of her songs that literally cheap. came out. No, 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 no. Listen, I checked my Receipify for most listened to songs of all time on Spotify, and mm. her one of her songs that literally came out in November of last year is my number one most listened to song of all time, and oh, I feel girl. like that alone, yeah. <laughs> Well, it did come out late last year, right? That album. So it would make sense. Yeah, it, but still that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think their album last year came out in October or something. November, October. Interesting. Yeah. But still, I feel like that says a lot. It's been less than a year. Yeah. <laughs> I am. It's really going to be a photo finish for me between Omar Apollo. Because he dropped Ivory in April. And I listen to that mm. all the time because it's an amazing album. Mm-hmm. And Pink Pantherist, because I discovered mm-hmm. her, like, I really started getting into her, I'd say, around December, January. Uh-huh. And so, theoretically, all year, I've just been, like, on the Pink Pantherist grind. And she hasn't released an album this year, but she's had a couple singles. Um, I would not be surprised if her song with Willow Smith is actually my top song. Ooh, okay. <laughs> that song slaps. But I really couldn't say. I don't know which one it's going to be. It's going to be one of them. And if it's not, oh, then I'll yeah. be shocked. I'll be shocked if it's if it's not one of them. Yeah. Okay. I'm 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 excited. I th- I used yeah. to think it was going to be close between Harry Styles and Summer Walker, but I really don't think it's going to be that close. Like I think I mean I think Harry Styles is going to be my number two, but I feel like it it's definitely now. I'm like more confident. Unfortunately, I don't think Kalani's going to be on my top anything this wow, year because that Blue Water Road was. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Wait, did I get it right? The title right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. The singles, I, I was just disappointed because the singles led me to believe it was going to be like this awesome fire album. Then I listened to it and I was like, <laughs> So anyway, we'll be talking about that next week. So stay tuned. Unless Spotify pulls a fast one on us and they don't release it, but they definitely should. I feel like the last few years has been on December 1st. No, and they've been sending yeah. notifications like, yeah. oh, it's coming soon. So I'm like, yeah, yeah it's there's 1st. no reason why it shouldn't be Thursday or Friday. So mm-hmm. very exciting. Anyway, have a good night. Have a good night. Bye. Oh, uh, 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 the, the... oh, no. Oh, my God. I almost hit the end meeting button. Also, what were you doing? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs>